0: All right, well, I guess you guys didn't think you'd see us, but here we are. It's the vet, the bet, the casual. You know, we don't have many UFC cards coming up, but, uh, you know, we knew we could probably put something together. We actually are doing something with uh, MMA Sucker with uh, an old friend of mine, Jeremy Brand, who helped me get my start in this sport back in my early 20s. Helped me cover from ice rink fights to, you know, UFC 165 with John Jones and Gustafson. So I'm really happy that, you know, he reached out to us. And, you know, me and Paisan are really excited to cover some extra new prospects. and. Last word on sports and MMA Sucker. Go check them out. But uh, Paisan, how you feeling about this?
1: Oh man, I'm excited, man. We're gonna be listing off our top ten prospects who we'll be seeing in February. Really looking forward to that and collaborating with MMA Sucker as well. Uh, you know, we, we do got some matching sweaters on right now. This is rappers with Puppies. G- give a stand. Show, show them the back here. Show them the back here. Yeah, we got some, uh, we got 21 Savage there, we got some Quavo there, yeah, it's a pretty dope setter and uh, stay tuned, we're going to be launching our own merch here soon, uh, stay tuned for that one, we're going to have links to, to all the websites where you can kind of grab some of our gear and, you know, anything else you want to touch on before we jump into these prospects.
0: I mean, thanks for all the support so far and uh, Paisan, great work so far and I'm really excited that once again we found a way to touch on some fights, I thought you got any cards coming up. <laughs>
1: those creative juices man so let's dive right into it at uh number 10 here number 10 we got uh mr colin anglin here so mr colin anglin fighting out of michigan rocks that eight and one record huge prospect in the ufc we did see him at a dana white contender series he won as a huge dog huge dog against muhammad john Namoff, and he won by a, a a pretty dominating unanimous decision would you not say
0: yeah, I mean, that's the big thing for him. You know, he only turned pro in 2017, so that's the one thing that kind of stood out from his career. What I did like was the striking. I think, you know, you could just tell that he joined the MMA game very recently, but he was probably fighting in some nice Muay Thai kickboxing fights you know, over the course of his career. I mean, maybe the, the, the grappling could be something that he focuses on as he you know gets his feet wet in the UFC. I think that's a big thing that, you know, some of these dominant strikers are going to find that, you know, it's, it's definitely a fish out of water situation sometimes when, the fight all of a sudden goes to the mat. I really do like what I see from, <clears throat> from him in like the overall uh, game. You know, the, the, the three rounds that we saw, those were very exciting rounds. That's the best part, right? Like mm-hmm. we didn't see him kind of finish early or just show one side of his game. I, I think that was just a, a really good resume, if you will, in a one fight bout. So I think we need to, you know, feel bad about the fact that he was probably going to be ranked just maybe inside the top 10, actually probably at number eight on our list, for sure. You
1: know, I, I think. I think. You know, had, had he had that bout still uh, scheduled, he'd probably be a little bit higher on our list. Uh, no one's gonna underestimate this man anymore, as he dominated as a plus two twenty-five dog on the Contender Series. But alas, he did withdraw from that bout, and that kind of lands him that top ten. That you know dives us right into number nine here. Number nine, we got the mountain. We got Jared Vandera here. Someone else that we actually saw in the Contender Series. Uh, you know, he did beat uh, Henry or sorry, Harry Hunsucker. You know, I, I got to say that name anytime I see it. You know, he, he did hit him with some Hunsuckers himself and won in that first round of the contender series. It was very dominating. So h- how do you see his UFC career playing out?
0: Well, the big thing for me, it's like we saw the chin at work. You know, Hansucker did land some real big head suckers, and you know the chin took it. But at, at the end of the day, if you're taking those kinds of blows that early in the first round, not even a UFC belt in the Contender Series, I mean, in my opinion, he won that fight primarily on fatigue from his opponent. He was able to get kind of the shots that he needed to, if you will, on the ground. But at the same time, it was more of a push up against the fence, get him to the ground and kind of just do enough ground and pound to the point where his, his opponent just wasn't really reacting enough to, to warrant the fight to continue. So I just really think in terms of competition and in terms of getting out of the first, second round, that kind of thing, it's already going to be a bit of an issue for him the, the thing i do like about him is is the lfa records i mean you know he he did fight for a title in 2017 against richard uh, odoms and i think that was a, a fifth round loss via submission so only two losses via submission the second one is against edin ferrero which is uh a big nog and little nog you know product so these are not <laughs> terrible losses when it comes to the submission game and again only two losses via decision only one win so for me he's the kind of guy that takes a lot of blows ends up finding a way to win Probably by knockout. Um, In this case, you know, it's the short-lived type of heavyweight career unless he kind of polishes up those kinds of things. You know, you want to be, if you're not going to be the cardio beast at heavyweight, like some of the guys like, you know, Steve who can basically go dancing with Nagano for as long (laughs) as he wants. You know, I think that's the issue for him.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely going to come into play. So at number nine, you know, we got Jared Vandera. is fighting on February 20th against Sergei Spivak. Do you believe that cardio
0: might come into play into that fight? Well, we know that Sergey Spivak is actually quite a good uh, fighter. Uh, I, he, he's shown really good cardio for heavyweight. I think the striking alone is going to be a bit of, a, of an issue for him. The speed, he's a very fast heavyweight. I personally think that's going to be a very tough test for Jerry. But a big shot, I mean, the chin stands up, right? If, if it does stand up again, yeah. look out. Yeah. <clears throat> it might be climbing up those ranks real quick. So stay tuned.
1: Mm-hmm. February 20th, we'll get to see uh, Vandera take on Sergey Spivak. And uh, yeah, so that's going to dive us right into number eight. So, mm-hmm. number eight, we have the lucky Timur v- Valiev? Valiev? Valiev. 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 Let's go with Valiev coming out of Russia here. <laughs> so, you know, he has that 16 and 2 record. Mm-hmm. That's real clean. We also saw him on the Dana White. Actually, no, it was actually a fight night. It wasn't a Dana Mm -hmm. White contender series. Um, And I believe that one ended as a no contest. Uh, Do a little uh, smokey smoke there, but uh, Saraj is going to dive into that one a little bit more. Uh, So give us some information on uh, Timur here.
0: Yeah, so the thing about uh, that fight that was really interesting was he was absolutely dominating. He was landing on all three levels. The headshots and body shots were definitely, you know, maybe not doing the damage, but they were landing, and they were getting him the points. He definitely won the first round. But, uh, yeah, our uh, our boy, maybe he got, a, a, uh, you know, a hand from God. Who knows what it was? But, you know, big bang, boom. He landed the right shot with his sixth sense in the octagon. And, unfortunately, at the time, depending on where you fight and what the regulation state, you know, that, that, that fight at the time was a no contest. Do stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, you're going <laughs> to... I was going to say six cents or six cents (laughs) that's what I mean you know I think that's uh, one of the producers I think that uh, we have out here in Canada but uh, moving on we actually have really good tape on both fighters and the big thing about uh, Trevor is we're going to see him fight in in March and I think he's going to be a a fighter we touch on because our boy Costa who looks like the real deal is going to be fighting him Um, I think that's going to be a a March uh, prospect on the list for sure and in this case you know I think Timur, chin-wise, that's the only reason we got him here at number eight, wouldn't you say? I think that uh, mm-hmm. if, if it wasn't for that that shot, he, he might have dominated that fight for three rounds. Who knows? But the first round was enough to see that he could keep his hands up. if he doesn't you know lose that discipline factor in the octagon he does have what it takes to basically dominate it in all facets of the game and i I did like the level changing i did like the striking in in all three areas like those are the things that we want to see from fighters that that are going to be able to work their way up but chin is chin you know we're talking about a guy like jerry we're talking about a guy like timor two very different examples of guys in, in similar positions but I, I just I don't like that factor. If you're not a disciplined fighter, and, and if that's something that he's working on, keeping that chin tucked, keeping those hands up, while still you know landing in that volume, then we're looking at a very very good fighter trying to climb those UFC ranks.
1: Absolutely, and you know his fight on uh, February 6th against Julio Arce will be uh, you know very telling on if he's able to kind of defend himself a little bit more, protect that chin, and climb up those ranks. So as of right now, we got uh, Timur coming in at number eight. And that takes us right into number seven here. You know, you know, I gotta give kudos to this uh, nickname, but the Fresh Prince, my man, Philip Rowe coming in at mm-hmm. seven and two. And, and, you know, to be honest, he's, he's won seven straight. This guy is mm-hmm. a true beast, trying to make a name for himself. I'm sure, you know, the ranking is as low as it is because of those numerous canceled bouts mm-hmm. that he withdrew from, you know, that, that does not look good on your personal record. But in terms of a beast, Let's see if he can bounce back. What do you got here for me?
0: Yeah, so for me, I, I really liked what I saw from, you know, that Denner White uh showing. It was a third round finish. He looked really good throughout the fight. And that's the big thing. We talk about it now. You need to be the complete athlete. Like, we need to see you be able to do the best things for the entire fight. Your, your blueprint is Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier. You know what I mean? You know, your Miocic's, your Corby's at the heavier weights. Like, these are your blueprints, you know? Like, you have tape. You have John Jones's. You have Henry Cejudo's. You know, you might not be able to think like them, but, like, you can watch this tape <laughs> and see how their brains work and, and see, you know, how they're making these kinds of things happen at such a high level in the exact same thing you're doing for a living, you know? that That's really one thing you have to kind of give a big props to these guys because they follow tape so much, right? Like, that, that's a big part of their game, too. And I think in this case, you, you're seeing that, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we will see him back in the ring on February 13th. He's taking on Gabe Green, which is going to be a great fight. Uh, Really looking forward to seeing his skills back in the ring and seeing if he can climb through those
0: ranks real quick. Mm, It's going to be the striking. And that's the thing, right? You said he hasn't lost. It's the only part of his career. So for me, I I really just want to see if this is a consistent fighter and if this is the kind of guy that's going to be performing at the levels that we need him to, you know, you know, what contenders nowadays looks like a UFC fight, but, you know, not so much
1: (laughs) Uh, not when they're uh, getting their title shots and not being able to stand exactly (laughs) and so that takes us into number six Mm -hmm. number six we got Rafael Alves again somebody that we saw dominate on Dana White Contender Series I believe he won by a guillotine choke he was looking real thick against Alejandro Flores there <laughs> mm-hmm. really excited about this prospect man he comes in sporting a nice 19-9 and record a lot of those losses came early in his career so really looking forward to seeing if he can climb up those ranks as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah and so he kind of actually reminds you a lot of those old school brazilian style fighters were like that's, that's my biggest I guess fan favorite part about him. He looks like so many of these guys combined into one, your Thiago Alves is your Wenderley Silva's, your your you know, uh Jose Aldo's, all these guys. But that's the big thing for me. He looked really thick for the for the division. He was very dominant, landed a lot of strikes, and was able to finish with that guillotine. For me It always comes down to the cardio. How do you perform against guys who might bring the volume against you? How do you perform against guys that are able to put you up against the fence? Or even if it's offensive, you know, if even if you're the kind of guy that might need to get against the fence for a little bit, you know, you're taking too many shots or you know that, you know, a great takedown right now against the fence and getting some back positioning or something like that might work really well for you. These are the things that are going to tire you out in the first and second rounds. So for me, it's like, am I able to watch this kind of fighter go into the deep waters with some of the UFC's better fighters when he's you know, putting out that kind of output, but at the same time carrying that kind of muscle mass? You know, I think even in the announcer's uh, commentary, you were able to see uh, a few of them make the point that, you know, you almost want to see lose some of that muscle mass and even move down a division. Uh, he could probably be a bit a, bit more dominant there if if the cardio holds up because the big thing that we've obviously seen as your fascination with weight cuts has probably taught you is even with the whole lowering down like the, the the process of cutting that weight you know especially in the short term has a huge effect on how you perform long term in the fight right so depending on how your body reacts to that and everything you know we spoke to Justin James for example think about how he landed you know, some really good shots in the early part of the round. And he basically lost in the third round via submission. So every fighter, I think, is a little different. His story was absolutely ridiculous for that fight. So that's where I think like there's this levels to this, right? There's levels to weight cutting, too. And I think, you know, a guy like this is, especially later in Skinner, going to have to flirt with some lines and see where his career lasts if he can't just go in there and dominate the first two rounds like he has been.
1: Yeah, you actually bring up a good point. You know, he was, visibly looking thick in that last fight, and Mm -hmm. that was going to be a question I bring to you, right? Entering into the UFC and trying to make a career for yourself, you literally have to take what fight is presented to you, right? And Mm -hmm. in the scenario where he does get a fight in a different weight class, especially a lower one, is he going to be able to compete, cut that weight, and have enough cardio to make it a few rounds?
0: Mm-hmm. because then all of a sudden now you're like, okay, well now I'm moving down a weight class. Like how fast are the guys now gonna be down there? Like that's another thing you kind of have to mm-hmm. tell yourself, right? Like there's a whole bunch of things that go into having to move down and, and, and it's no slouch, right? Like, let's be real. The big part about, you know, having to fight a guy like Mike Trezano is even more scary for me, right? Like that's a guy who just lost his last fight and he's gonna be coming in hungry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so you said it best, we're gonna be seeing him on February 20th, taking on Mike Trezano. Uh, keep an eye out for him and see if he can climb that prospect rank.
0: Pretty excited about that guy, I really am.
1: Me too, and I'm excited about this next one too. Coming in at number five, that's probably because you heard six... about
0: Dana and you saw him on the Dana White finishes. <laughs> I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it.
1: <laughs> the man knows, yo. The man knows. So, we got Ronnie Lawrence coming in here. The Heat brings in that six and one record. We did see him on Dana White Contender Series, and specifically, Dana just praising him about his work against uh, Jose Johnson I believe and you know that was really interesting to see you know yeah, getting that praise from Dana that, that'll always climb you through <laughs> the UFC ranks.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the big thing, right? So he wasn't that, that that style of fighter that everyone's just like, oh, we need knockouts, we need knockouts, we need knockouts. Like, he was just a very dominant fighter. Like, that was the one thing I think mm-hmm. you couldn't just, you couldn't take that away from him. He just looked like a UFC quality fighter. That's what you, you just have to tell yourself. Like, there's there are levels to this shit. And, and at the end of the day, if, if, you, if you're looking like a guy who can pretty much compete at all levels against the guy who's, who's hoping to get that UFC contract, in the same octagon at the same time. I mean, he, he just outperformed him to a to a completely different level. And, you know, if he's a Dana White, you know, pupil and all of a sudden he gets all the right, you know, opportunities, if you will, that's a different story altogether. But I, I think right now we're looking at a guy who who does deserve to be in our in our top five given some of the names that we're gonna be throwing out. And, you know, biased or not, I, I think that even some of the later guys have good reason to be higher than him. But I think Ronnie Lawrence is bringing really good wrestling to the UFC. He's going to be able to dominate against certain guys where, you know, that that output, you know, that that ability to push forward, uh, looking like the same fighter for all three rounds like he he really did kind of exude that the whole fight, he he looked the part. And I yeah, think that's what makes him such an exciting sure. prospect.
1: For sure. And, and you know, I always got to touch on lines, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of my shtick here. So, you know, we always talk about when watching a fight. And there's a huge favorite throughout that fight. You know, did they look like they should have been that level of favorite? Mm -hmm. And what's crazy is that he actually came in as a plus 300 dog in this mm-hmm. fight and watching that fight you could have thought he was the minus 300 favorite given his entire dominance throughout that
0: fight wow that's that's actually insane like even for me like i definitely didn't bet on that fight so that even blew my mind just even re-watching the day <laughs> to know that that fight was plus 300 right there yeah, i want to punch myself in the face a little bit but we'll leave it at that um <laughs> like the like even when you think about his only loss right uh, steve garcia and bellator that that's a ufc fighter who lost his debut to luis pena and is also scheduled to fight the veteran Charles Lourdes, probably the prettiest man in the UFC come March so we might talk <laughs> about him a little later this year but you know he, he's the real deal and very likely could in the next year maybe outperform everybody on this list but I think right now from what we saw in Dana White the fact that he was a plus 300 dog in that fight you know these are all reasons where, not even knowing that I, I think him being in, in the top five going into this month is for the month I guess you could say is, is the right place to be.
1: Yeah, they very, very well deserving and you know, like you said, there's a very good chance he outperforms everybody else that comes up as well but mm-hmm. time will tell on that one. So you know that dives us right into number four and number four we got uh, you know a nice man out of Ukraine here we got Dennis Bondar here rocking that 14 and two record. We have yet to see him in the UFC but anything we have seen of him just exudes dominance. Mm-hmm. Really excited to see this man fight.
0: Yeah, and you know, let's be real, this style of fighting is what is becoming popular in the UFC, you know, you're getting that Russian style, Ukrainian style, uh, you know, wrestling combined with really, really good striking, uh, and and judo, you know, it's the judo, like some of his sweeps that I've seen in his highlight reels are phenomenal. You know, they're absolutely he gets him right in a side control. He's able to kind of work his way on the ground if he needs to. And the striking, you know, he seems really, really patient in the early rounds. And you know, what's funny it in the early minutes of the first round, because he is an absolute finisher when it comes to Ukrainian ranks. He is a champion over there. He's making his way over here now after becoming the, you know, Ukrainian champion and being at that high level. So it's, it's the one the one thing you kind of want to argue is, you know, is he going to be able to fare well against the competition we see here? That's the big thing. But I think at this point, mm-hmm. some of the people we're seeing come in through, you know, even the, the UAE, like they have a really good promotion right now that just got featured on Dana White's Contender Series. I mean, we saw Marin, uh, just come off a really big win in that last prelim, I believe that was it, it on, on UFC 257. Yeah, so these are the fighters now that are making the new age UFC happen, right? They're the ones taking the fights. They're the ones performing. So I can't help but feel that Dennis Bondar is in a really good position right now to be that next guy. He's got really, really, really shredded looking you know, body. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. at, at, for his size at 125, he could he could be a beast to work with. I just I just love what I see from a patient striking and, and a combination of that judo and grappling. It, it's just yeah, it's looking deadly. But again, potential is one thing, and proving it's another. And I think that's where you know we're not raving. No one, not everybody's talking about him, right? Because of the fact that he's doing it to Ukrainian fighters in the middle of Ukraine, and maybe not you know LFA or you know UAE on Dana White's Contender Series, for example absolutely
1: but you know that resume speaks for itself and has to uh, force our hand to keep him in that top five for now and Mm -hmm. until he you know does something otherwise so we're going to be seeing him on february 6th against ode osborne stay tuned make sure you watch that one it's going to be a great one and you know let's see if fondar can climb those ranks Mm -hmm. so that takes us into number three i was a little shocked here man my boy megatron we've talked about him a bit I was surprised to see him at number three here. Uh, you know, maybe if he didn't have that canceled bout, we'd be speaking a little differently, but uh, exactly. let, let's touch on him for a little bit.
0: Yeah, so like, the, the, you kind of just hit the nail on the head, right? Like, he, he's fighting a guy that we fell in love with uh, against Jordan Williams, you know, have was was phenomenal, Nasruddin, remember him? He loved the name. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we, we basically have Nasruddin versus uh, Megatron, and, and that's one of our most highly anticipated fights, right? Like, that got canceled, so we're gonna see it again. The big reason why, you know, Phil Hawes is on this list is because he kind of deserves as much Recognition as he can get right now as the prospect because he's worked so hard for it. You know, we've talked about so many times the contender series showings, finally getting to that really dead. And all of a sudden now everybody's talking about him, right? He's the prospect to watch. He's the guy. So that's where for me, like, uh, the next two fighters are just people I really want to talk about as people to watch because I think they're going to show something, especially against the competition that they have. It's going to be really interesting to watch. But in this case, I think we're going to watch a very competitive fight between Imavov and Phil Haas. I think Imavov has enough of a chin that if he, he can roll with some of the bigger power punches and, and really read the fight a bit early and, and avoid as much of that, early, early power as possible. Maybe even working some takedowns mm-hmm. as much as is a phenomenal wrestler, right? So it's one of these things where you kind of have to just, it's going to be a lot of in the, in the octagon feeling out, right? I mean, if you're getting thrown with a bunch, a bunch of power shots, you do have to find a way to take it to the ground or get him against the fence or something. And that's the beauty part of Buddy Mavlov's game. We saw it against Jordan Williams in the few times that Williams did land, because Mavov did look a little bit up. He was able to recover. He was able to dodge the power shots. So the big thing for me, it's like with Imavov, with, with it's Ima, like, hey, man, try to avoid some of the big stuff coming in the first two rounds, like he kind of did against Williams, you know, very similar style game plan, because in the grand scheme of things, you're kind of hoping fatigue takes takes its its part, at least in the power department, right? And that really makes it a bit yeah. more of a fair fight, because that's what we're going to be looking for, right? We're going to be looking for uh, Phil Haas to be just landing some serious, serious power shots. And, and you can make the argument the only reason he's not in the top two is because of the quality of opponent that we're seeing right now. And we we, we were high on Imavov going into his last fight, and it's hard to ignore. You know, maybe he lost the last fight or or that one was cancelled and this was his next fight, maybe he'd be on the list instead of Phil, you know what I mean? But I just think yeah, the the quality of opponent right now, for this being such a highly anticipated fight, for it to really dictate who who who's gonna be getting kind of a, a, a nice real big step in competition, uh, from a prospect to maybe not contender, but you know, UFC regular if you will. Uh, I think this is a great <laughs> fight to kinda of dictate that. And and Phil deserves to be on this list, but again, he uh, yeah. could easily be top he could easily be top two.
1: For sure. So make sure you tune in on February 20th We, you know, he is going to be taking on Nasudin Muhavaf. Then we actually did preview this fight when it was originally supposed to happen on uh Holloway Cater. That's on uh, G- January sixteenth. So you know, make sure you go check the Holloway Cater. Who said Holloway Cater?
0: Holloway uh... Cater. Who said Holloway Cater? Holloway Cater. <laughs> you said Holloway Cater.
1: You did okay <laughs> obviously the man is still buzzing from that fight so you know make sure you go check out that full preview we do have that full preview of phil haas and imamov and we're really looking forward to that one
0: mm-hmm. big fight big fight that i think that's really going to dictate a lot at least from these like lower rank prospects uh if you pay attention to the way we do
1: <laughs> <laughs> for sure and that takes us right into our top two these two, you know, they speak for themselves. We've seen them before. Uh, num- coming in at number two is the great Dracolini and Draco Rodriguez. So, you know, he sports that seven and one record. Uh, we did see him on the contender series, choke out Mana Martinez. He did have this canceled bout that we're going to be seeing upcoming against Zahabi on mm-hmm. February 22nd, which will really define the route of his career. And I'm really looking forward to this guy. He's an absolute beast.
0: Yeah, so like, let's be real. The the big reason I made that swap was because of this. You know, it, I really believe that Phil Hozer could could be either or here. You know, and hey, let's be real. Even even our, our number one pick for the month. There's a lot of different reasons we've picked these these types of top three because this, the the separation might not be so much in them skill wise, but maybe it's their opponent. Maybe it's the just the trajectory mm-hmm. of where they've been already and and where they can go even with a loss. You know what I mean? Um, And I think that's where Phil Hawes with with who he's fighting, it's a bit of a different cup of tea, if you will, because let's talk about our boy Draco. Um, That was a fight, I don't know if you remember, but uh, I remember watching a little bit of the preview. We watched the Dana White Contender Series fight. I don't even think you watched the fight, but I'd message you to lay the fight. You laid the fight. We won that fight. And that was a fight where it, it was actually very quick. Uh, I, I loved the patience. I love the quick thinking. I just love seeing fighters who have that quick. It's like a comedian's quick wit. It's like if you really pay attention, you can see that in MMA, you know, that's where... Max Holloway, that's mm-hmm. a, a
1: a great comparison, man. Great comparison.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's just like off the cuff type of stuff. It's like the way Max Holloway's able to talk to him and still punch like that. Like I swear to God, if I'm looking over there and talking, like the punch I'm gonna throw <clears throat> might look like my little sister throwing a punch <clears throat> when I was a little kid. You know, like that's <laughs> like that's just like what it could be. I'm out not as fat, but. That's where for me, like that, that <laughs> mental, that, that mental game is, is really what, what what just really tickles my fancy as a fighter. And I think, even though it was a Dana White contender series fight, uh, I think I really, really fell in love with what I saw from Draco in that fight, both as a fighter, uh, post, pre, all that kind of stuff, and. You know, his only loss in his career is to Tony Gravely in a uh, KOTC King of the Cage uh, title fight. So the way I see it is the kid is destined for big things. Uh, Right now, he's going to get that fight in Eamon Zahabi, like that's a big name, right? We're talking George St. Pierre's infamous coach fighting out of Canada (laughs) is his brother, you know? And, And we actually... I covered that fight as well. So if you want to check that out, by all means, go check that out. The reason why I'm pitching it right now is because we talked a little bit about Zahabi. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because it reflects on why Draco comes in at two and Phil Halls comes in at three. It's because Mm -hmm. I really believe that this is a fight that lines up very well for Draco. And I'm not sure if there's lines up, but Pies can maybe give you a hint if I don't look. If that's something that, you know...
1: I'll say it, cover the ears, man. Give me earmuffs, give me earmuffs. All right, I just (laughs) might as well, So Draco comes in at a minus 165 favorite on this
0: one. (laughs) What's funny is I'm gonna edit this though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, tune in for that one. We got Draco taking on Zahavi on February 20th. We do. We have previewed this card before, like uh, Suki mentioned here. So go check out that preview. It was on the uh, Thompson Neal card back in December of ni- uh, December nineteenth. So go <laughs> check that one out. Get that full preview in and tune in for Draco and Zahabi on February twenty.
0: It's gonna be a great fight.
1: And so now we got uh, the number one prospect on our list. Give me a little drum roll here, man. Drrr. Ding coming in at number one, we have Miranda Maverick, nice female fighter here. You know, I, I know you said the strength of opponent has a lot to go into this and fighting against Miranda Maverick on her next card is our girl Jillian Robertson. We actually had the pleasure of interviewing not too long ago, if you haven't seen that, make sure you check that out. Beautiful, beautiful interview with that girl. And really looking forward to this one, man. This is a nice prospect fight, and I think the winner of this one is is gonna have a lot to say in the UFC.
0: Yeah, so like that that's kind of the thing, right? we The reason why Miranda's coming in at number one is a handful of, before we even get into Jillian, Miranda is a very young and promising prospect who's not just fighting anybody's. You know, Pro Gonzalez wins. Like you mentioned the name Pro Gonzalez in women's MMA, people people know the name. It's she's just not fighting nobody's. Like this is an Invicta veteran who is destined to be fighting for a title before making the leap to the UFC. Like we're not talking about just anyone. There's a reason why the lines looked the way they did in her original fight. And let's be real, in some of the things that we're talking about, is she? T- technically a prospect getting a fighter like Jillian Robertson who's you know a very real contender in the UFC right now so that's where for me it was like you know if if MMA Saka you know is really interested in that, in that top 10 and you know Jeremy very lovingly provided me this beautiful list I I, I fell in love with her in that last fight and I think in, in reviewing some of the the, the clips that we, we we did about her you know we, we felt the same way you know she's very dominant Unfortunately, she took apart our girl Leona Jojua by uh, uh, the, the doctor. I was going to say. <laughs> the, the doctor, <laughs> doctor stopped it. But, uh, uh, you know, she <laughs> wanted to continue fighting, but, I mean, it, it didn't happen, unfortunately. She, the cut was just gigantic. It was gigantic, unfortunately. You can't let her go. <laughs> but,. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like coming out of that fight, you know, like this is massive. Like that's why she's number one. Uh, She she just has to be the biggest name on these prelims that people are talking about because she's also getting a name like Jillian Robertson and. You know that that's 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 not a stepping stone by any means like jillian robertson is a contender and if if yes. the striking battle between these two you know leans either way i think that's going to be a huge thing for both fighters the striking game is going to be huge um you know shout out jose 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 shorty torres that's the man basically training her in that game and that's, that's a great striker right there so i i think once that kind of plays its part, you're going to be able to see where that grappling comes into play. Jillian Robertson's going to have very, very good submission game, but Maverick's got those powerful legs. Like she's been able to take down some really, really good veterans. So I'm excited for that fight.
1: For sure. So, you know, like he said, February 13th, Usman Burns card. We got Jillian Robertson taking on Brandon
0: Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> said Usman Burns. Said Usman Burns. <laughs>
1: It's gonna be a great one, and it'll really define, you know, the true powerhouse in this division. Before you know, we sign off. Do you want to take a quick, quick guess at those lines? Let's see if we can get you a, a little early bell on this one. On uh, the
0: number one of uh, of the of the card.
1: Uh, on Julian Robertson,
0: random maverick. Oh <laughs> God! Off the top of my head, see, I. I uh, I'm putting you on the spot here. No accountability. All right, no all right, all right, Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Jillian Robertson minus one forty.
1: Ooh, it is Miranda Maverick minus one sixty three. Let's go, number one.
0: Ooh, that's actually pretty good. That's that's a basically a pick'em, eh? Close enough. Minus one sixty three. Actually, know, girl Delaney. Jillian
1: comes in at plus one
0: forty. Yeah. yeah, it's so true, right? Uh, absolutely. So you know, I'm that, really that trying to sell our our pick pick'em there. <laughs> <laughs> The lines move, the lines move.
1: <laughs> so that rounds out our top 10. Keep an eye out for all of these prospects. You know, they'll be fluctuating over the next month. We'll get to see all of them other than uh, Cody fight this month. So tune in for those fights. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that bell button. All our information is below. Big shout out to MMA Sucker for giving us this opportunity. Anything else you need to say, Siraj?
0: Yeah, once again, you know, a big thank you to Jeremy for setting up the list for us, you know, made our work very easy to kind of jump on here, make the video, he's gonna be doing some write-ups over on MMA Sucker. so please go check those out uh, and look forward to doing this every month. You know, if there's anything in between that we end up being able to record, we'll definitely have that going, but for now, it's a a early month thing. Uh, We're gonna see how it goes for the next few months and I'm really excited to be doing some extra MMA content uh, with my man, Paisan. Let's get it, man. Always a pleasure, my man. You too, my boy. Let's get it, peace.